if you have created something in your head and then you get new information mm-hmm. and you are resistant to that information, right. you're now no longer you're just mad. Yeah, no, you're no longer creating. Now you've stifled yourself and you stifled the mm-hmm. entire process. But I think there's an element of being flexible and, and understanding that this world that we live in, this life that we live relies on our ability to be adaptable mm-hmm. is one of the major attributes. And that adaptability allows you to create something amazing and great. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. This is Eddie. And this is episode number 47 of the Push Podcast. That's kind of cool, right? We've done 47 episodes. Is there any significance to the number 47? Nope, not for me. No No basketball players. No. Nope. Okay. So today it's Jordan's birthday. Isn't We're there 47 actually 47 flavors and Am mind. I talking or are you? You go ahead. <laughs> Not 47 flavors, it's 31. Oh, oh, and Heinz ketchup? 57 ingredients. Oh, 57 ingredients. Never mind. You done? I'm done. Go ahead. All right. So today is Jordan's birthday. It's July 14th, and we are recording this episode because we were just having breakfast and we were having a conversation about a book that we recently read with our pusher community, which is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes. It's one of those books where you read once and then you read over again and then over again and then over again again. Yeah. I think at different (laughs) stages, different things are going to hit you. And so our pusher community, you should be in that if you haven't joined us already, but we have a monthly discussion. We read a monthly book and it's just, we asked everybody today, like, why are you in this group and what do you hope to get when you show up on the call? And everyone said lots of different things, but I think the premise was I want to have conversations Mm -hmm. where people understand what I might be going through. I want to have conversations that help me see a different perspective. I need some motivation. I need some inspiration. I need some encouragement. So that's what we're here for, just to have conversations. We don't always have the answers. We're still obviously right there alongside you trying to figure out life. But we originally started this podcast so that we could pretend to have friends in our backyard at a barbecue (laughs) and just have conversations that helped you think better or helped give you different perspective or helped shape you to become a better version of yourself. Or maybe it gave you something to disagree with. Like, I think that sometimes that is underutilized is the the ability to disagree and and to really formulate your own thoughts and opinions. And then, you know, maybe it finds your way back to agreeing, but. It's good to have a disagreement. Or maybe you don't agree. Yeah, maybe, maybe you just, just sit like, in your car and go, they are so stupid. Well, at least wow. you come, at least you listen to us every week. <laughs> okay. Didn't know you were going to go there with it. <laughs> However, the topic I want to talk to you guys today about is expectations and also revisions. Okay. Okay. So in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of the things, I don't even think it was an actual habit. I think it was just something they suggested. Like well, it you, was, the idea is that you create everything twice. Yeah. Right? So it's under like the, the habit of begin with the end in mind. Okay. And when you begin with the end in mind, you're basically 
creating a vision of what you want to see the result of something. And right? the premise of the teaching was that you're supposed to create something twice. Right. One in the mental stage and mm -hmm. then one in the physical. Okay. So explain how you took it. Don't take away how yeah. I took it. So when I think about things, are, everything is created twice is that we have to develop something in our mind first. That is usually an idea that is an inspiration. And then we create and we formulate a construct within our mind that we are compelled to bring to the physical world. So mm -hmm. we manifest it by bringing that to life. So whether it's some type of action that you have to take, some type of construction that you have to take, whether you're rendering or building a building, or maybe you want to build a business and you think about what does this business, what is its aim? What is it trying to accomplish? You are formulating in your mind. That's the first creation. Mm -hmm. And then when you go out and you actually create it, that's the second creation. So it looks different. You know, it will look the same. So if I create something in my mind and I want it to look, sound, feel a certain way, then I go on to the physical world and I try to bring that to life. And so that's the second creation is the physical form of it. So oftentimes we disagree and we hear things differently, yeah. right? And I think that's the beauty of kind of our relationship is mm -hmm. that we can agree to disagree or we can show each other a different perspective. So many times we've talked about going to church, hearing the same pastor and taking away totally different messages or meanings based right. on what we need in our life at that time. So I heard this and I brought this up at breakfast just now and I said, I don't think that it's accurate. I don't think that you create things twice. I think it's ever changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. I think if you looked at life and everything that you want to do as an ever changing, evolving revision, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't be tied to, hey, I created this idea and it didn't work out. And right. I think that expectations breed lots of disappointment. And so what I was trying to explain was like, think about everything you do. You create it in your mind. And then I think you have to start doing research and applying different exterior things to help you kind of recreate and reshape that opinion. So let me give you a couple of examples. When I wanted to start a business, it's because I made one cake and it was cool. And people said, oh, my God, you should start a business, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I can open a bakery and I'd be an entrepreneur and blah, 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 blah. So you create this thing in your mind, but it doesn't stop there. Right. Then you start to do research and you start to learn about expenses or how to take money out for minority women or whatever it was. That changes part of the creation because now you have new information and you realize I got to go back and revise some of these dreams because I didn't realize how expensive it was to build a bakery, let's say, yeah. right? Then you go out and you have to actually start making some stuff. Like maybe in my case, it was from home. So I start interacting with customers. Maybe some orders don't turn out well. Maybe I ruin a couple of cakes on delivery. And I learn how to recreate another revision of what it means to have a business based on experiences. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think there's two creations. I think that as I get older, I'm learning, oh, life is about constant recreation and revisioning, mm -hmm. right? So I've got to revise stuff and not be tied to, well, this is what I expected it to look like. Yeah. This is what I thought it meant to own a business. This is because then I'm really feeding into expectations and disappointment versus the understanding and the comprehension of, 
oh, the plan's not ever really supposed to be finalized. Yeah. And what's interesting is I was teaching someone, teaching a group of people this, like something similar. I was saying there's two states of mind, this creation state and this problem state. Mm -hmm. The creation state is what kind of to what you're saying is you're constantly taking every obstacle, every adversity, every new information that you get, everything that comes your way. And you're creating something with it. Mm -hmm. And people that find a lot of success are really good at that creation state. They mm -hmm. see obstacles as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. They see things that come their way and they say, how do I use this? And so they're constantly using that imagination to create. And then there's people that stay in the problem state. Mm -hmm. Like all they see is the problem. Like they I no created longer, this idea, I created now this there's idea. a problem and now. And, my, and I stay in this problem state and mm -hmm. I stare at it. And then I'll become a victim of the problem. Instead and then I, of and being energized me. by right. the recreation or the revision of the creation or original idea. absolutely. And so, okay, let me show you another example. Parenting. Mm -hmm. I remember us talking about how we were going to raise kids and when we were pregnant and expecting, right? You have no experience when you're pregnant and expecting of how your kids are going to come out, what their personalities are going to be. Uh, if anything's going to be wrong with them or what, right? How they're right. able to comprehend how you're going to communicate with them. So you create all of these ideas around what parenting and good parenting looks like. Then you give birth, you start to raise the kid. Now the kid's two going through terrible twos and you have to go back and revise that plan because right. you might've said we would never spank our kid. And now that little sucker needs a little ass whooping, right? right. Or vice versa. And then I think as they become preteens, you go back and you revise, okay, what have we done to ruin them at, up to this point? And that's a constant state of revision. Yeah. But you could be really disappointed about, okay, we dug our heels into the ground because we thought this was how, we agreed that this was how we were going to parent. And so yeah. there's a constant state of revision. Yeah. And I like that. I like that idea that it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. So I think changing. the book's a lie. Yeah. I don't think that it's two revisions or two creations is but what people, I'm saying. Yeah. For me, I think the book is saying what you're saying. I think you're adding new language to it mm -hmm. that makes it really relevant to you. And well, I think it inspired that me. It, yeah. Because I think, I think that the revision is still the, the first creation. I think in your mind, until you actually bring it to a physical form, you're still in the first stage of creation. But I don't think. So for example, I went through all those revisions on building a business before mm -hmm. I actually built the business 11 years ago. And I've always still had to revise it. Right. Like it's never been finished, even though I opened it, right? It's been a constant state of revising. And that's the point I'm trying to make is that we're so consumed, I think as a society in 2020 of arrival, and fruition. And we're not really paying attention to the fact that number one, you're becoming something along the way. Like I mm -hmm. know that I have added so many tools to my tool belt along the way with every adversity that I've overcame. Right. Every single one. Right. And they say hindsight is 2020 and you'll value the lessons, you know, once you get through them. But it's really true. Like those are all tools that I added to my tool belt that helped me now realize at 42 oh, this is how life works. Yeah, There's not an arrival period. It's a constant state of revisions. And I agree with you. I think that what is also kind of left out in the book, because I think it's kind of left into your interpretation to create, I think that the creation state and when you create it in your mind is great, 
But I think what we miss is the fact that it's not about what we physically bring to the world is what it created within us. Right. And so if I am dreaming of this idea of this business or of this relationship and I pursue it, it's two things being created, but it's not the relationship that's being created so Mm -hmm. much as it is I'm being created. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the things that we take on, the, the creations and ideas that we take on and we go after are creating us just as much as we're creating it. Right, I agree with that. And I think that I think that the book is trying to communicate to people that if you're going to begin with the end in mind, you have to be thinking about before I take this journey on, like what do I want to become? Mm-hmm. What do I want to create? And what will it look like? What will I look like? What will it feel like? And how will I impact the world? And then once you get that captured in your mind, that I think now gives you a, a really good path in which you go after it to try to actually mm-hmm. make it real. And I'm just going to tell you, there's going to be speed bumps along the way, and then Absolutely. you'll have to revise again, right? <laughs> over and over. Okay, so let me give you an example, because you might not be building a business or having children. I think another example of how this kind of hit me was, we are looking to remodel our kitchen. We want to move the kitchen from one room into another room. And it's a massive remodel. So we've probably interviewed 12 to 15 different contractors, right? So I had this idea. I want to remodel my house. Then I started looking on Pinterest, got really inspired. That's part of the creation phase, Mm -hmm. right? And then I started meeting contractors. Every single contractor had something different to say. Well, I wouldn't put that here because you don't want that to be the first thing that you see when you walk into the room. Oh. Oh, that's a good suggestion, right? So it was a constant state of revision with every interaction that I had. Then it was this guy, he's an architect. Oh, well, you can't blow out this whole wall because this is weight bearing and you're going to have to have half of this wall here. Okay, that changes everything then because now I need more cabinets over there or whatever. Okay, so then as we move forward with uh, different tile and different things and I'm talking to people I started to say like, God, this is freaking hard work. You know, like I got to interview all these damn people just to find a contractor. This is like slowing down the process that I had in mind. I just want my kitchen redone. Right. Right. Then I started talking to other people, a little bit of venting. And my mom said, well, you want to be careful with how modern you choose, you know, as far as your cabinets and stuff, because remember, you have a Spanish tile roof and you want the exterior to kind of match the interior. And I was like, she's right. The point I'm trying to make (laughs) is over the last 10 days, there has been a constant state of revisions, right? So now my Pinterest board had to be blown up and I have to kind of rethink that because of all of the new information that I'm collecting along the way. And that's, I think, why I wanted to record this episode is because I think the constant collection along the journey of life of new information, of new perspectives, of new ideas That's what you need to be able to learn how to play the game of life. Yeah, I agree. And I think I can't be pissed with, well, I did all this work and I put all these beautiful kitchen pins in this Pinterest board and now nobody likes them. And the guy said, I can't move the wall. So I can't stay in a state of being pissed. Well, I think that's when you have stopped the creation process. Like if you have created something in your head and then you get new information Mm -hmm. and you are resistant to that information. Right. You're now no longer you're just mad. Yeah, no, you're no longer creating. Now you've stifled yourself and you stifled the mm-hmm. entire process. But I think there's an element of being flexible and, and understanding that 
this world that we live in, this life that we live relies on our ability to be adaptable Mm -hmm. is one of the major attributes. And that adaptability allows you to create something amazing and great. And if you don't sit back and say, okay, I need to look at all of these opinions. And the thing that's going to be really tough is that you can get yourself in a a mess of trouble when you take in too much information. And then before you know it, you're indecisive. Right. And then you don't make a decision because now you're afraid of missing out or if I choose this, I can't have this, mm-hmm. right? And so at some point you got to say, okay, I got enough information to make the decision that I'm willing to live with mm-hmm. and know that it still may not come out exactly how you envision, mm-hmm. but you still have to be flexible and adapt to it. Yeah. And I just think as I collect new information, even just specifically about the remodel, like I'm learning so much along the way. Have we started? Have we demoed a wall? Have we done anything? Have we selected a contractor? No. Does that piss me off a little? Yeah, because I want this done before Thanksgiving. But again, those are my expectations. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Some of the contractors had said, it's going to take a lot longer than you're anticipating because we're not getting cabinets in an appropriate time frame. We're not getting permits approved from the city in an appropriate time frame, right? So all of these different things play a part in the fact that just because I want my kitchen done right now doesn't mean that that's what I get. Right. Right. And that's like a big realization that really pisses people off, though. Yeah. like You said, I thought this thing and I created it in my mind. How come it's not under the timetable in which I wanted it? So how many times do you do that with a diet, with a relationship? Like I was talking to someone the other day who shall remain anonymous, somebody that I love that's in my family that's close to me, going through a breakup. And they were like, you know, crying and upset and saying, well, you know, there's just so much time that was just lost and it's just so sad. And now we have to divide things up and, you know, who's going to take the dog and this. And I'm like, "Uh, that's what you like wager when you get into a relationship. It's a risk that every single human makes Mm. every time they enter a relationship. Like this is not something new. I was so confused because I was like, wow. You just Wait, said you just you just I talked don't about, get it. It's like a whole other episode of like there are people who stay away from relationships and fear. They fear creating something mm-hmm. to see it go away. And so I can't bear the thought of breaking up. So I don't even want to create it in the first place. Right. Well, and, this person was looking at the divide of things like great. Now we have to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you should be like, great. Now I don't have to deal with his crazy ass because obviously it wasn't good. So yeah. why are you concerned with the steps that are required to break up with someone? Like this yeah. is a natural part of life. When a relationship doesn't work out, kids get split, dogs get split, houses get sold. It's just part of fucking life. And then, right? but if you if you reframed it for someone, you said, hey, here's the deal. In this relationship, you're going to have wonderful children. In this relationship, you're going to share some wonderful moments Mm -hmm. and they're going to bring so much joy to your life. But at some point, you're going to have to divide it. Will you still take that bet? I would. Yeah. (laughs) But you know know what I mean? But when you think about it, people are so problem state. Mm -hmm. We have to divide. Mm -hmm. We have to do all this thing. You're not thinking about, wow, I was able to share some some really great moments with this person. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't work out because Mm -hmm. we've changed and we've evolved. We've grown apart, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I think that perspective is so important. Because I think that when you don't have that perspective, you can lose out amazing moments or you can wash them away. You can yeah. like literally be deleting them because you're so fixed on the problem mm-hmm. state that you're in right now. And so I, I think- told her, I said, I just, I don't get it. Like, I get that you're sad, be sad, 
But you're literally naming everything that now is a result of a relationship that didn't work out. Can we be real? Most relationships don't work out. Mm -hmm. I've been in several that didn't work out and you have too, right? And you divide your shit. Yeah. That's it. That's what you do. Yeah. So luckily we started laughing about it and she's like, I love you. Like, I love your perspective. And I'm like, okay, so let's just be happy about this. What shit do you want? What shit does he want? And let's move on because you had great moments and those are going to stay in your heart. And now we move on and and we find someone else that we get to divide shit with in the next five or 10 years. Yeah. And then you just, you know, you become a minimalist and you just don't keep a lot of shit. So the next time you just don't accumulate a lot of stuff. I I walk away with the same thing I came with. (laughs) Nothing. Right. No, but I, I think it's so true. And I think we can definitely have an entire conversation around the fear of that moment. Mm -hmm. But not just for relationships, but the fear, I'm not going to start a business because what if it fails? It's no different than saying, I'm not going to get into into this relationship because what if what, what if, if it doesn't work out? One. What if he's not the one? Mm-hmm. Well, that's when you discount the experience itself. Mm-hmm. That's when you discount what you actually get to create within yourself. And you end up not living a full out life. Like right. you end up living a life that is safe and, and comfortable and in this small space of which doesn't necessarily give you all the emotions that sometimes you need to have in life to shape you sadness heartbreak a little bit of pain some suffering all those things we don't want but they're necessary yeah and the last thing i want to talk about kind of getting back to the expectations like i have the expectation that this kitchen will be beautiful and we'll have it done before thanksgiving and we'll be able to celebrate but i also think it's really important to reiterate the fact that we said you got to focus on what you're becoming Mm -hmm. right And I think that there's so much magic in that one statement, because if you're just trying to constantly force things into the original blueprint or drawing or creation that you created, you miss things along the way, right? So let me give you an example. How many times after, let's just say 15 contractors, I learned something from each of them. I take notes. I've been really excited, right? At one point I said, I should be a contractor. (laughs) Didn't I say that? Yeah. Don't I say that with everything, though? I went to this nursery. We talked in the last episode about I'm obsessed with succulents and plants right now. I go to the nursery and literally, you guys, my family is at home talking shit about me saying, watch, she's going to come back and tell us we're opening a nursery. And what did I do? I came back and I said, I told the guy that I wanted to buy his nursery from him. Didn't I say that? So you got to pay attention to what you're becoming And what opportunities you can be creating along the way. Yeah. So I said, you know, hey, would you like more business? I've got a pretty large following. I'd love to send you some people. And he goes, honestly, I can't handle more business. And Mm -hmm. I said, oh, that sounds like a problem that I would like to have. And he goes, what? I said, is your nursery for sale? (laughs) Because I I like that problem. (laughs) So that's another perspective shift. Like this is a problem for you. You got in business to make money. I said, right. and then the he money goes, we can't handle more people. And I said, then it sounds like you need to hire more people. But do you he see said, how defeating that is? There's no good people. They work for us for a little while and then they quit. Mm. Is it their fault or your fault? Mm-mm. I said, oh, so you need some help with leadership. Lucky for you, I teach that, right? Right. And he goes, I don't have time for that. So you don't have time to learn how to get better as a leader. People are bad workers. You can't hire more people. So you don't want more business. I want to buy your business. Yeah. That, that's when you say, just call me when you go out of business. Because obviously you are using defeating language. Well, that the you funny know that's thing was, work out. I told him that. And he goes, ah, you don't want this. 
What? Mm-hmm. Don't let me decide what I want and what I don't. But that's but that represents a very large percentage of people that have this outlook. I agree, which is why we're on air right now yeah. trying to spread the good love yeah. and the good message of what thoughts are you choosing? Because you own those thoughts. You created those thoughts. You could choose different thoughts. Yeah, and He and could it, choose to possess some of the thoughts that I'm trying to gift him. But he sat there instead and was just talking about, well, you know, I own this business with my mom and she's old school. And I was like, oh, so a struggling partnership. Yeah, I could talk to her, too, if you want. Like, so I'm here with intentions to help. You don't really want the help because you just you're right. And you're always right. And if you're listening, you're always going to be right. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and you are just like this person, irrefutable right to be wrong. It, and it, think that you're right. right. Yeah, absolutely. But what I was saying is this. It's like if you're listening to this right now and unfortunately you are a victim of success mm-hmm. and you are you actually declare that, oh, there's no good people. We mm-hmm. got too many customers in victim the first place. Victim of lack of success. No, he's they're having oh, success true, yeah. and he's saying he's a victim. I don't want more people. I, yeah, I'm a victim. Like this success is yeah. harming me, mm-hmm. right? Look how disempowering that is. He now literally you just, said... My competitors come and they buy our stuff because it's really cheap and then they mark it up and resell it. I said, bro, it sounds to me like you need some price increases. Yeah, you know their recipe success and, and you, you still- You know they're robbing you and you're not changing, right? Well, maybe so, you need to change your format and say, I'm a wholesaler. I sell it to retail. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make, because that's another episode in itself, is with the nursery, I saw an opportunity that I didn't, I didn't set out to buy a nursery right. and I'm probably not going to buy it. But I just think that life is so much easier when you just kind of focus on what could I learn? What could I become? And how could I kind of play with this a little? What would I have done if he would have said, yeah, I actually want to sell it? Well, shit, I don't know if I could afford to buy it. I don't know if I have the money for that. Well, it sounds like he'd probably devalue it. It's I only have worth, to, right. It's only worth $50,000. I got to now not get my kitchen remodeled because I bought a nursery, right? <laughs> and so it's not so much that things are going to come to fruition that you throw out into the world. But it's about just new opportunities opening up because of how you show up, right? Yeah. So me with the contractors, if I'm here to learn from you because you're the experienced person, and I can't tell you how many times contractors have been like, well, you just tell me what to do. You know, you just tell me where you want the stove. And I don't want to work with people like that. No. I'm like, well, here's the thing. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is what I said. I said, here's the thing. I make cakes for a living. I don't make kitchens. That's what you do. So I'm hiring you to be an expert. I wouldn't want you coming into my bakery telling me what to do. I don't want that responsibility telling you what to do with my kitchen. Right. So I know that you're not the right person if you expect me to do that work. That's not what I'm qualified to do. So then that's when I started to say, I should just be a contractor because I know how to walk into someone's house and how to say, what would you like to see? And then let's kind of like build this collaboration yeah. together. I love that. And empower people. I mean, I could sell the shit out of some kitchen remodels, yeah. and, don't and you I, think? Oh, yeah. And I think I'm going to be a contractor. What, what, I hope you guys, <laughs> if you guys didn't catch that, I hope you're listening to that and you hear something very, very specific. You have to know what you want mm-hmm. and then be open for people to take a part of collaborating yeah. and helping you bring something even greater to life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, what ends up happening is people first they don't know what they want mm-hmm. and then when they do know what they want they think they know it best mm. and they don't incorporate any experts they don't incorporate any new ideas and then they end up doing something and they go why does this look bad because the information that you had available to you 
in the infant stages of creating something, you didn't have all the right strategies. Mm -hmm. You didn't have all the right ideas and you didn't have all the right information. And that's when you incorporate other people into your plan and they are able to say, hey, did you think about this? Did you know about this? And all of a sudden you grow that thing. And like you were talking about earlier, you continue to revise it and revise it over and over again. Right. And that revision will lead you to an exceeded expectation for yourself. Yep. So those are my thoughts on okay. a Tuesday. Is it a Tuesday? Yeah, on Jordan it, Copeland's yeah. 15th birthday. I can't believe we have a 15-year-old, you guys. That's, it's, it's crazy. Jesus. <sighs> when uh, we first got together, we were like, our kids are going to be 14, 16, and 18. Like when we had Jordan. Point, yeah. 14, 16, and 18 at one point when they were super little. And now we're at 15, 17, and almost 19. Well, yeah. 15, almost 17. Yeah, that's what yeah, I said, yeah. almost. And but anyways, I hope this episode gave you some perspective shifts. I hope that you realize that life is just a constant state of revision and collaboration mm-hmm. and creation. Yeah, and if you find yourself in a place where you're saying things like, I can't, um, they won't let me do this, or I don't have opportunity here, and all of these things where you are you know, disempowering yourself with your language, you are stuck in a in a problem state. Mm-hmm. And you got to get to a creation state where you can start to recreate and create and recreate and create the reality that you want by using more powerful language, by getting yourself, your mind set on the fact that what you actually want, and then you're open to getting others to help you out in, in suggestions and education to help you refine that so that it actually turns into something that pleases you and, and brings you fulfillment. Love it. So hope this episode was helpful. If it was something you found joy in or it helped you reframe some of your negative stinking thinking, leave us a review. Let us know in a comment, you know, hopefully you give us a five-star review, but let us know because this is our way of knowing if we're talking about information that's really resonating with you and connecting with you. Our goal again is to help you push through life and overcome challenges and come out as a victor. So thanks for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through